This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, this is Unai Emery. Happy Christmas and Happy New Year every supporter. Welcome to the My Omenso podcast. It is part two of the unapologetic and dysfunctional Villa Christmas 2022 special. Thanks to the uh, the band in the background. How much did we pay them? Deathly silence. <laughs> Nobody's admitting to paying these guys. <laughs> right, uh, be quite finished. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. It's the festive bear dead. Joining yeah. me, uh, along with the uh, festive bear, is Mr. Dan Rogers from hello. the VillaUnderground.com. Hello, hello, hello. Mr. Chris Bird. And hello, 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 hello. Also, Mr. Phil Shaw from hello. the Monaco of the UK. Fantastic. Uh, quick question. It's Christmas, Go obviously. On. It's Christmas. What happened to these Christmas jumpers that you promised us, Mr. Rogers? Wow. Oh. That's disappointing already. <laughs> they have arrived in the United Kingdom. Oh, so it, they they are happening in 2022. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, I'm waiting, listen, I'm listen. waiting for the mind-boggling LSD needed trailer to uh, <laughs> pop up. <laughs> it's been amended to reflect 2022's memes. <laughs> that's to Villa Nature. It will be coming. It might not have been ready for Christmas jumper day, but I am not hamstrung by by dates. By shipping times. <laughs> I'm certainly not having some by Royal Mail strikes. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, watch this space for a mad video about Christmas jumpers for the fifth year running. Can I can I just add the My Old Men Said uh, podcast disclaimer? The uh, VillaUnderground.com Christmas jumpers are, have got absolutely nothing to do with the My Old Men Said.com. That's not the tweet that or I put on it. My you call it shit. You call it <laughs> Listen, the first ones were 90% spandex. We've improved the quality since. <laughs> Genuinely, they were spandex. And after feedback, we've improved. We have cotton in them now, more than 10%. <laughs> and they can be washed, which was a huge, huge step forward in, 
in on my like, Chinese manufacturer's on production. Like <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the free ad. Where can they clock their eyes on the, these these wonderful creations? Follow the Villa Underground on Twitter or go to villaunderground.com slash merch. And when it launches, it'll be there. We'll be square. It's it's worth just checking them out just because just to see that such things can exist. <laughs> I have people tweet me in quite unbelievable clobber that I forgot that I produced. <laughs> <laughs> Across all four corners of the globe. Um, Often in Scandinavian countries. Oh, no, no. Yes, I'm there too. (laughs) Right. Coming up in the show, we will uh, crack into uh, the top five. We'll see uh, who is number four and number three in the top five players of the year. Oh, and we have... We thought, which part should we put this in? But we have the villain night before Christmas poem penned by another one off the rank of esteemed Irish poets. What's his name? Hare Shaw is his name, isn't it? (laughs) Phil Shaw. If you remember uh, last year's Christmas special, uh, that was his first uh, maiden voyage, uh, a cracker. This, uh, I think this. <laughs> joke we can't crack, is it? Uh, this this goes up another level. So uh, look forward to that. It's not going to be read out in Scouse, is it? No. Oh, thank God. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> also, we will have the first of two uh, Emery's clipboards. One will be in part three. Our little uh, game that uh, listeners can obviously play along with. We'll also look at the reasons to be cheerful for 2022. The best ins and out. And uh, a player that you would probably consider the Phoenix from the Flames player of the year. Last year's winner was Nakamba. Never played again. (laughs) (laughs) He is cursed. (laughs) So maybe the Phoenix from the Flames player, as voted by this podcast, it's, it's the end of their Villa career. Who knows? Right. Should we start off with that? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Phoenix from the Flames player, what does that even mean? That's somebody that's uh, probably had promise and he thought, here we go, and didn't really work out for him. And he thought, "Ah, maybe it's over. But then, second wind. Did we really pick Nakamba last year? We really did. We We had a good little spell, didn't he, at the end of the year? Did he? Yeah, he was the best that player good. for a few weeks, yeah. God. We, thought, we thought he was essential. Well, he may have been essential. <laughs> he was for a few weeks. <laughs> His essential worker badge has been rescinded, hasn't it? No, because when honest. Gerard came in, he started playing him, didn't he? Yeah, because yeah, he went quite cautious and defensive, didn't we, and it worked. Mm. And then uh, this this season, not ready to be seen again. Not a peep. No. So this year... But this year... I haven't had any input on this. Surely so, Leon Bailey. But so explain why, because I haven't had any input on this. I'm intrigued. Well, I would say we saw in the Everton game, and he's finished first game, he thought, wow, this is this is what this guy can do. Didn't see it again. He thought, oh, no. For a year. And <laughs> but then you saw you know, his little run at Bolton. You saw the... Oh, the mighty Bolton. But you saw got really great finishes. All, all I heard from Bailey was just him sitting on the bench screaming at Gerard, play me in the three-player <laughs> aggregate. Play me in the aggregate. I was promised. Screaming on social media. I, I, but don't forget as well, as he trudged off the pitch at Fulham, I thought he would never play for Villa again. I didn't think he'd be allowed. He was that bad. Oh, he was rubbish at Fulham, wasn't he? Dreadful. Yeah, I remember Phil saying this, and I, I thought that's a big call. But he some... was, you know, he was making goals. He was scoring goals. I was billing him as like he was next level difference. You just needed to get bloody consistency out of him. But and he's uh, had moments. I mean, that run at Old Trafford from his own penalty area. Would have yeah, been one of the goals yeah, of the season. Yeah, yeah. It would have been. I think been. Phil lining him up, lining up the first eleven after Fulham and shooting him in the back, uh, <laughs> maybe a bit harsh. Mm. <laughs> His finish against United was brilliant. Yeah, in the home game. 
I think we would have seen more of him if this World Cup hadn't got in the way. Yeah. And there would be more clarity to this uh, claim because there would be a big difference from how he finished this year than, it, you know, how he mm. was uh, plodding along when he started. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. He seems, seems settled. You know, he's doing interviews. He seemed, I like, I like to hear him speak. Mm. He's kind of uh, quite measured and, and on it. Mm-hmm. Got his dad off camera, probably glaring <laughs> at him. All he needs is consistency. Then he's, I think, yeah. and, you know, it's always tricky yeah. for wide players for them to be consistent and have an impact and not just be that bit of, uh, you know, dalliance or, you know, show up every so often, give you a bit of glitter and then disappear. He went for that weird spell as well where he, he, he looked visibly scared of getting another injury, didn't he? Yeah. You know, he would yeah, he not wouldn't push, would he? show that burst of electric pace but we saw against um i mean i, I use it only because it's, it's very fresh in the memory but that five or ten seconds where he basically takes on the entire man united team yeah and skins them is was a moment where you thought wow if yeah. give this give this guy unshackle this 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 talent yeah. and what might we have on our hands mm-hmm. he's the kind of player that you'd like to see in a world cup actually you know where yeah yeah I don't know where Jamaica are in terms of uh, having any chance of the next World Not Cup. Not at the moment, are they? No. But, uh, yeah, just like, you know, if he was playing in a, let's say, a, I don't know, second-tier team that could get through and, you know, they had a decent foundation for him, he's somebody that would uh, potentially set the tournament alight and you'd be looking forward to his highlights reel. But, uh, but he's got but a fun, a fun factor to how he plays. I think he's got, you know, he's quite fun to watch and entertaining when he's on He's form. not predictable, is he? That no. That, yeah. you know, and again, it, it's a, it's a easy reference to, to the United game, but the, his movement and his, the way he controls the ball, uh, are, are very different in our, even in our squad. So it's refreshing because <laughs> what Phil said, really, that if you'd have said to me after the, after the Fulham game that this, this man could be the, the enigma that really challenges opposition sides. I'd have yeah. laughed you out of the room, but I think into 2023, I am intrigued that we might see the player that Bayer Leverkusen were uh, coveted, really. Because when you, your season tickets have gone up, double-digit figure, and you've lost somebody like Grealish, who you know was a reason, even you know, even though he missed a third of a lot of the seasons. For All the seasons, yeah. All for seasons. the last five, uh, he was somebody uh, that... Added some entertainment value, and uh, yeah, for sure. Bailey definitely uh, brings that to uh, to the to the party at Villa Park, especially. Right, uh, but will he make the top five players of the year? We're going to go for uh, a player that uh, actually won it in uh, well last year, was he not the uh, My Old Man Said Podcast Player of the Year? Well, he slipped down three places. I don't think he'll mind after the World Cup he's had, Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martinez. Why has he slipped down? I thought he was the only world-class player that we had, or that's performing like a world-class player. That's the question. Why has he slipped down to fourth? To be honest, it's probably not wholly his fault, but I think he's been, you saw him when he first arrived and you thought, wow, this guy is class. Saves he was making. And there was, there was a couple, there was the one at Arsenal, which was a horrendous goal to concede. There was a, there was that dreadful one against United in January. There were, there were little individual errors crept in. I think he wasn't very well protected in front of him, which isn't his fault, but it all goes, sort of goes in the pot. It looks like he saved some of his best form actually for the, for the World Cup in Argentina, which is, you know, good for him, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd say the same sort of problem he has for Villa, he has for Argentina. Villa don't usually let a lot of shots at him. often have a lot to do, does he no, really? apart from pick the ball out of the net. I mean, that Saudi Arabia game when he played for Argentina was a perfect just example. Pick two worldies out. Yeah. 
that was yeah. it. And that happens quite often with Villa. You said, oh, Mar- Martinez has had a quiet game. Yeah, he's let in three. And you're like, oh, what happened? I mean, it was interesting before the World Cup. A few people at the start of the tournament were saying, hey, he's, you know, he's not as good as he used to be. He's not world class. I was quite surprised. I mean, there's a lot of idiots on Twitter. We all know that. But a lot of people bagging mm-hmm. him out. And I was thinking, well, there's no other keeper I'd rather have in penalties for starters. He's big, strong, commands his box well. But I, I don't think it, there's such thing as a perfect goalkeeper. There will be goals where you say, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe he could have got that. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, he's his worst critic, his own worst critic. I wouldn't swap him for anybody. I, no, my I would... only fear is because of the exposure of what happened in the World Cup, he may be giving us a little trial uh, the second half of the season. And then in the summer, it's going to be a bit of a uh, saga to keep him. Uh, yeah. uh, what, what I, sorry, I forgot to mention, uh, this is part two. But uh, the uh, top five players of the calendar year have been voted for by ourselves and also uh, the My Men Said members as well. Uh, Dan Gooding says Martinez should be club captain. Agreed. John Chappie says uh, Martinez, not quite at his previous standard, but gets extra points for not being Robin Olsen. Ooh. But he did copy Robin Olsen. Did he not? Robin he Olsen, Old Trafford, League Cup. A few days later, Martinez, Brighton, straight, you know, at the start of the game. So there is, you know, there's the odd mistake in him, but as I said, there's no perfect goalkeeper, but he is, uh, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather have. And if I was Manchester United, I would buy him. Yeah, I think that will be our only problem. And we're all sort of bobbing around similar ages here. We, we have had very, how many goalkeepers have Villa had where of, of, this, of the calibre of Martinez in the modern era? Um, I mean, when I was a kid growing up, I mean, I, I don't really remember Rimmer, but, you know, he was uh, from his time with Arsenal and Villa, you know, known as he was on the fringes of that England setup, but always recognised as a decent keeper. Spinks, always like Spinks, decent keeper. Then you're talking Bosnick. And then as a kid, I always thought one thing Villa always get right, they always have a decent keeper. Now that soon went to shit after pretty much after Bosnick left. And we had this, we we kind of, we got Schmeichel when he was old, but, you know, it was only a season. And David James actually, I mean, yeah, he we, was meant to be damaged goods. And to be fair to him, he actually played okay in the league. He just let us down in, in the biggest moment. Yeah, Villa rehabilitated him. Yeah, and you thought, well, we're, we're happy with James, but there was always the, you know, lurking And also cl- he did calamity. have a pretty bloody good back four in front of him. Yeah, but then after the, you know, in the, let's say the generation after that, you're looking at your Sorensons, you're looking at your Enkelmans, mm. and then you, 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 Guzan, who had a great season out of nowhere, then turned into a, oh, I stopped myself there. <laughs> Uh, but we did have Friedel and it always makes me laugh about Friedel because you know you're thinking he's getting on a bit oh he's you know he's uh, maybe it's time to you know cash out Mm. or cash in and we did and Spurs took him and then he played for about four three or four seasons more with Spurs and Lloris came in and he had to kind of sit out the first few games so Friedel could break some kind of consecutive appearance record or something in the Premier League Mm. But I recently, think, uh, it's been yeah. a bit. Uh, what, what did we have in the uh, championship? Well, what, the Gal- likes of Galini, Galini, Maryland, Maryland, Kalinich. We were buying keepers like three a season. Yeah, and then we we absolutely fell into that trap of you say that Villa had traditionally 
had a, a decent goalkeeper or a half decent goalkeeper at least. And I, I look at Martinez and he is he ticks the some of the boxes that you have to accept for top goalkeepers that he is, I think, uh, clinically insane at times. <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, you know, even even as as Phil observed, you know, he's not going to keep out all the worldies. But he, he made, and I, I forgive me, I forget the game. He made a save at the death in I think the end of the group stages for Argentina. That was it was Australia, wasn't it? Possibly Australia. Yeah, that was, it was that was yeah. outstanding. You know, uh, genuinely world class save, and he has done that for Villa. Um, I don't think he's been as consistent in 2022, but I don't think we have, and our back line hasn't been consistent in the same. And any player who you fear losing and he's he we we stand to lose martinez and i think people should be, be realistic about that because before we were in a position where heaton was uh number yep. two and you think well if, if we lose whoever you know we've got two very good goalkeepers so it's you know it's all good problem is heaton always gets injured yeah but now we we haven't really got that we can't kid ourselves that olsen's the answer if, if martinez went he's fucking hopeless david i'm <laughs> willing, willing to stick my neck out on that he's fucking dog I wouldn't Merry go that Christmas, far. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I w- no, I wouldn't go that far. But he's not your number one. No. If if you yeah, go, if you if, you go, if your backup goalkeeper cannot stand in without you wanting to hide behind the sofa, yeah, he ain't good enough. His his performance at uh, his dogman. If you told me it's Olsen for the next two seasons, I, I don't know about that season ticket. <laughs> no, that's, that's relegation. He's I'm not, no I'm not good. paying another increase to watch that. The, the, I mean, the thing with in in Villa's um, Villa's favour with Martinez is that his contract's still twenty twenty seven, and I'm sure he's got a very hefty release clause. So yeah. he would be a mm. pretty world record breaking fee for a goalkeeper, I'm sure. Just one question on him. Uh, obviously, we're going to double down on playing it at the back. Is Martinez that mm. sweeper keeper good enough to do that? Not sure about that. I think he's good enough. Yeah, I probably think he is as well. Although Brighton would be evidence <laughs> to suggest not. Well, it was all those he had four ACLs in the last twenty minutes, didn't he? So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was the one that bounced past him. And the, and the uh, let the ball bounce into the ground no, no, routine. No. That was brilliant. Yeah. Right. I think it's time to get the log fire on to settle into our uh, Christmas chairs. Ah, lovely. Get a mince pie out. What else do you do on Christmas? Cigar, mince pie, villa dog rum. flavor, rum, Ooh. whiskey, sherry, some uh, turkey. Oh, Phil's dropped off. And I was, I was just, I was just lost in the thought of rum and sherry and all those things. Right, so uh, Mr. Rogers is going to put his uh, suede slippers on in his dressing <laughs> gown, sit by the fire, and read the latest offering from that very famous. Northern Irish poet Phil Shaw Villa Night Before Christmas 22 Twas the night before Christmas When through Bodymore Heath Not a creature was stirring No sign of a scouse The unused tactics boards Were hung with care In hope that some coaches Soon would be there The substitutes were nestled Snug in their beds While Sanson's 90 seconds In the first team Danced in his head when out on the pitch, there arose such a clatter. Perslow sprang from bed to make sure it wasn't the ghost of Samatta. Away to the window, he flew like a flash, hoping it was Rangers refunding his cash. When what to his wondering eyes should appear, but Nassif Suarez with his possible saviour. With a flash of new teeth and applied demeanour, it was Count Unai and his brother, eager. With European air miles and a swish of his cape, he asked for the squad to step up to the plate. Now McGinn, now Bailey, now Mings and Buendia. 
Oyungi, Okashi, Okamara and Watkins. To the top of the halt, just clear the ball. The new North Stand needs to be ready for the Euros and all. So again to mid-table the villains they flew. With a sleigh and more points and some shit housing too. And then, in a twinkling, Perslow heard on the roof the prancing and thump of the Scouse Grinch's boot. As he drew in his hand and was turning around, down the chimney Stephen came with a bound. He was dressed in Anfield red from head to foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with multiple slips of his foot. Michael Beale was there, the disingenuous elf, and Perslow winced when he saw them in spite of himself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head. Grinch, Stephen Gerrard's Liverpool dream was dead. Bill spoke not a word, but he went straight to work, grabbing some stationery for his next job, the jerk, and laying his finger aside of his snout. Stevie G looked Perslow in the eye with a pout. He sprang to the sleigh, then slipped on the reins, tried to blame Mings for it going down the drain. But Perslow heard him exclaim as he disappeared from sight, Happy Christmas to Villa, and to all a good night. Very good, very good. Bravo. But when when is it being published, Phil Shaw? Do you have to wait ten years so you've got you can call it a collection? Anthology. Do you not have to wait do you not have to wait them dead if I'm gonna be like a poet or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, like a, a folio. Well, I think you're coming over for the Arsenal game, so uh, maybe after that, uh, uh, the red eye. Right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Phil Shaw, it's time for Media Muppet of the Year. Right then, Phil, uh, we, we don't actually have to talk about a specific piece of work. We'll just name the outlet, uh, I think. I mean, as the usual, but they've already won Outstanding Achievement Award last year, so we can't really give them more uh, silverware. So uh, I think we'll stick to one that's actually... Uh, it's one of those things where they get attention and they just think, oh, this is good, we're getting attention, even though it's like people just saying, yeah, I wouldn't even wipe my arse, you're the biggest low-life piece of shit out there. <laughs> but they're like, oh, look at us, we're getting clicks, we're getting retweets, amazing. Well, not, not even that. You said <laughs> you said we gave the usual suspects the Lifetime Achievement Award. We've, we've went one further this year. We've went to the source of all their material. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. We've went right to the, yeah, right, right to the, 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 the spring that the, the spring water flows from here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not spring water. No, it's not. It's dirty water. Yeah, we're, we're talking about, I mean, the, the Lifetime Achievement Award winners of last year, I mean, they have uh, somebody who uh, just <laughs> writes, was it four, three or four Grealish stories uh, a week? Yeah. An hour. It, an hour, yeah. He doesn't take it from the spring. The spring is, who is the spring? Uh, name, name and shame. Spring is Tommy Jordan's favourite football insider. Of course, Tommy Jordan is the Villa Communications uh, director. You have to go for their their headline piece, which was Stephen Gerrard sacked by Villa a few hours later. No, he's not. Didn't know what two games in charge, three games in charge. But they've had to, he's had to pop up a couple of times to call them out and say no, that's completely wrong. There is uh, an approach to uh, media out there which is just to get people to click it's as simple as that right or wrong if you've got people tweeting it saying look at these bunch of you know whatever writing this story that's that's a win for them uh, I, you know i don't know how you can wake up in the morning and that's your job but uh, hey ho i'm sure it pays the bills 
So uh, congratulations to uh, the Football Insider for winning Media Muppet of the Year. Right, let's move on to uh, player number three of the year, as voted for by the My Old Man Said members and our good selves. Probably an interesting one. Yeah, because I, when I was thinking about who's my top five, I was thinking, where does Mings and Tyron Mings is number three? Where does he fit into the equation of uh, how has he played? Because back end of last season, this season, reasonably good. And when he's been good, he's been brilliant. People always say he's got a mistake in him, but I think that's... Uh, that's like every English centre-back, isn't it? Yeah, a lot, a lot of players in our team also have that issue. Uh, but with Mings, it's when you're seeing Cody go to the, the World Cup and you're seeing uh, the fact that he was played pretty much you know, most of the group's games in the Euros and did really well. And his, you know, his record for England is, is pretty exceptional. And you think, well, this you know, this is where Gareth Southgate's going, oh, I'm taking the players on form. And I think he came to Villa Park and Mings, uh, I think he, he had a howler, not a howler of a game, but he made a mistake. Um, and Gerard was obviously, uh, Gerard pretty much fucked him up for the World Cup. Uh, and I think uh, it's probably a, something that doesn't sit well with uh, Mings. Well, for the most part, actually losing his place in the team and the captaincy, his response was everything you'd expect of him as a person who is yeah. you know, a very likeable chap, a very good pro, and he came back and put in some great performances. Finishing my point, in terms of who Southgate did select after saying, oh, well, I'm taking people on form. And you think, well, how's uh, how's Phillips's form? How's he, has he yeah. been playing this season? He hasn't fucking played. He played once, I think. Maguire was dropped unceremoniously mm-hmm. by Manchester United yeah and in- justifiably as well manages to get in the team Mounts uh, well Mount, Mounts had a, a reasonably uh, decent season but then you think well hang on a minute Mings has never let you down once and you've dropped him because of this kind of Gerrard scenario while Maguire's getting pelters Phillips is close to death can't walk and uh, <laughs> I mean Cody we already spoke about Cody before I mean he went and if you're picking on form Everton or beneath Villa as well and they're yeah. getting beat every week so it's just you're right it's just it was the whole Gerard thing and you know for my money he's one of the most influential players in that team in terms of most vocal and organizational as you know that give your team a bit of character which Villa sometimes have lacked you've got now you've got him you've got Martinez you've got Ashley Young but beyond that it gets a bit thin because I don't think McGinn's that kind of inspirational captain from in terms of organization no he has to kind of uh lead by example in terms of effort but uh, mings is a bit more of an organizer and, and if he's not playing currently and hopefully diego carlos uh, sorts that out that deficiency but we look completely vulnerable without him so in, you know interesting yeah i think a bad timing year Especially the guy who took over him from him as captain also found himself getting dropped, and decision of Gerrard's was hardly validated. No, and then you you know you saw him. I remember the the real standout one was the game against uh, City, wasn't it? Where him and Harland went toe to toe for ninety minutes. And yeah. It was a great battle to watch. Yeah, he's pretty much the only one who's uh, kept Harland pretty quiet because in either side of that game, this is when Villa Bang drew tricks, wasn't he? 
Drew won all. He was banging in hat tricks against pretty much everybody, and uh, you know, Haaland's goal was was more on Konza because it was he was Konza's man at that uh, particular moment. Joe Chappie says Tyrone Mings, consistent performer, responded well to being publicly stripped of the captaincy. Triggers a few morons around me in the lower halt. Probably a fair <laughs> reflection. Must sit near me. Stop throwing, stop throwing food down. <laughs> no, no, no. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right. Uh, another thing uh, the mailman said members uh, helped us out on in terms of voting was uh, best piece of business for the year 2022 in and out so let's uh let's talk about out first of all who came up trumps uh, what was the consensus of the populace phil shaw tell us it was pretty much unanimous i mean the there was on two, both to be on fair. both yeah well do, what do we do have to guess <laughs> no okay, i didn't hear you. did you ask in and out or did you just one out or uh, well, start, the, start with out right but it was pretty much unanimous from nearly everyone in match club on the on the out side of things it was uh, as an even split between Stephen gerrard being out and carney chuck Wameka being out as well which i agree with chuck Moeka. 100% financially, 100%. Short-term win, big time. Long-term, who knows what tomorrow brings in terms of him. And if you're going to get, was it 20 million? Yep. Take the money. As I said, if it's on the table, as in Louise, 23 million, take the money. Well, the money the money we took for Matt Target, I think, is solid money still. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, exactly. And now he's not playing there either. Big money. Upwards of 17 mil, potentially. 17 and a half mil reporting. Some, As any some investor point. would tell you, if you've got to take profit. If you don't take profit tomorrow, you could lose it all. And uh, in that respect, uh, the Chuck Moeka I thought was fantastic in terms of... Uh, I agree. Perslow Perslo was very pleased with himself on the Chuck Moeka deal. Yeah. <laughs> As he should be. You see Twitter, you know, you see a bunch of youngsters crying over it or whatever. And he used to, give me, give me two, three good things Chuck Moeka's done. Oh, he came on against Spurs and hit the post. 
Fantastic. And then every Chelsea fan saying, oh, this is great. You know, he's going to be great because it's wishful thinking. Because mm-hmm. you yeah, just what a statement signing. You've just yeah. dropped 20 million and all he's done is hit the post against Spurs in a game. And mess I, one I, against Teddy. I'm not, I, know, I never felt for one moment. And to be honest, we, we had a fair few glimpses of, it, of him towards, you know, be off the bench some of the time. Uh, this wasn't like Grealish leaving when he was 17, 18, 19. Was it where you thought, holy shit, we, re- you know, there's really something there. Yeah. I'm not convinced. I mean, pff, time will tell, but you know, this this clip will probably come back to haunt me. But my favourite assessment of him was uh, when England uh, won. What was it? The Euros under under tens, whatever it was. <laughs> what was it? Under twenty ones. <laughs> it would have been under eighteens, wasn't it? I think under eighteens. Like it was, and didn't do that much. It was in the final. It hit him in the bollocks or something and went in. Yeah. That was yeah, about that it. was all he did. I mean, and then, sorry, then then you then you get somebody like Henry Winter on Twitter going, "I watched uh, Chuck Moeka uh, on uh, during the uh, the you know under under 18s Euros uh, and very He's impressive, the real deal, real deal." It's like, how can you make that assumption based on that? That is just somebody posturing mm. to make out that they know everything. See, see the the counterpoint to Chuck Moeka is um, Jude Bellingham. So what's yeah. what's their yeah we said this so many times didn't yeah. we what's their age and difference and everything else and then if you see Bellingham at the World Cup Bellingham could walk into any of the teams in that World Cup yeah Chukwuemeka can't even get in the Chelsea squad for physically a friendly. developed footballing wise developed tactically switched on maturity not a prick. miles beyond his years yeah not saying Chukwuemeka is but kind of gave out those vibes <laughs> you, you definitely believed his hype I think. Yeah, uh, but going to the Gerard out has been uh, good business. The problem is that cost us a few million. The payoff—that's what. That's why for, for me it's like, yes, we get to move but if on. You get where you need to be. It's yeah. money well spent. Yeah, and then you've got to pay more to get the next guy in. So in terms of financial business, not great because it it goes down as a bad move initially. As as in terms of the whole thing, it's not. Uh, See, I would disagree, but only because I would say if Gerard stayed and you went down, the financial number. Numbers then become horrendous. Yeah. So there's pros and cons. Yeah, from the back end of the deal, I agree. But in terms of it as the whole thing, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, you've just... It cost a lot to get him in and then to get him out. It was an expensive experiment. And it's one of those things that people forget that Gerard walks away... And it's and like all his staff bear in mind as well. He's disappointed, and you know his pride takes a hit. But then he looks in the bank balance, and he's like, "Well, I can, I can live with that. I'll just go on holiday, show we love from the kids, mm. do some shitty endorsements." <laughs> Was it Hyundai? Oh God, he's haunted <sighs> me with that. He's haunted oh. me. It's enough. It's enough to make you want to not go electric, isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> diesel. It is right. <laughs> uh, in terms of best ins. I think everybody was quite resounding in the the potential of uh, Bubakar Kamara on a free. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember sitting with Perslow at the AGM and him just saying Europe's top clubs were just sleeping on this kid to get him, you know, to get that level player on a free. Villa basically had no right, really. He should have gone and played in the Champions League. Yeah. So in that sense, both financially, I mean, he's going to be on plenty good. of money convinced him otherwise. <laughs> but, but you offset that against what you would have to, you would, Villa would never be able to get him in the open market if he was available, you know, with a transfer. It's the lack fee. of a fee that's the yeah. obvious, just... Yeah win isn't it yeah. yeah and the fact that you managed to get him from a club who essentially are more established than us I think that's the main thing isn't it it's getting him it doesn't matter if it's a free transfer because ultimately you know you, you're paying although he did he classed him when, in the meeting I had with him uh, when he his name came up as you know 25 million at the moment 
mm-hmm. which I think probably fair enough. Yeah, uh, he was very unlucky not to get into the French squad. Um, yeah. Just the, the injury came at the wrong time, and you you look at that French squad and how sort of like rash and things in the tackle they are. That's something that yeah. I, I haven't seen from Kamara yet. He He'll be very, someone who will be in that squad. I would have thought yeah. in the next tournaments. Kamara's um, tackles seem a lot more measured rather than diving in and giving away or not giving away, depending on the yeah. referee penalties. The eventual profit we will make on him is sort of in the realms of like what we got on McGinn. You know, we will make big money on him. And he could finally finally wipe away the hoodoo of French football at Aston Villa as well. Yeah. <laughs> he could be the first God, French. That hasn't gone well, has it? <laughs> right back to Didier 6. <laughs> if Villa are to move on to the next level I think he's a big pl- he's a big part of that because he does look consummate and comfortable and unfortunately because of his injury we haven't seen that sample size that we probably would have loved to have seen at this part doing this you know at this time doing this show well we saw in the games when he came back that you would think in the first half of 2023 he's going to be a big player for us Yeah, if we are to achieve what we want to achieve in the second half of the season he's going to be a big part of that because he came back ahead of schedule we weren't expecting yeah. him back until straight after the uh, the restart and mm-hmm. it and you know from what personally said and um, I don't know uh, where we are on if we're on track but it looks like we are that Carlos should come back uh, in January mid mid to late January and that will be exciting to actually see these new signings. Sorry about that, Gerard, but to, to see these signings yeah. <laughs> kick in. And the other in that people had reference was obviously Emery coming in. Yeah. And only three games down in all competitions. But when you consider where we wanted to go and be, yep. our previous two managers hadn't actually had any Premier League experience, which uh, obviously, you know, the time Smith, obviously, we were in the championship. Gerard is like, well, this is a uh, bit of stardust there that uh, glittered in our faces, and uh, it was worth a punt. I'll always say it's Gerard was always worth a punt, but just the way the you know the stars aligned, none of them had Premier League experience. Not that it's it's not all these things aren't necessary, but they are kind of tangible. Uh, they all add up, don't they? But Emery, mm-hmm. even though uh, the highlights on his CV are like four Europa Leagues. The fact that he had a uh, one of the top six teams on his resume in the Premier League, having a bit of taste of what happened at Arsenal, mm-hmm. bodes well for Villa. I think we, you know, we've talked a lot, you know, the buzzword for the team has been upside. I think you've actually got a guy with the skill set, temperament, maybe the team around him to actually access that as a coach. You know, you can't just get upside by buying and purchasing players. You actually have to coach them, drill them as a team and as a unit and mould the whole thing. I think he's the right person to do that. I don't think, you know, Gerard was a figurehead kind of manager, but he wasn't a nuts and bolts on the training ground. Let's get the best out of what we've got kind of guy. I'm interested to hear, because there surely has to be an update now in terms of the culture at the club. And uh... Well, the little bits that we've heard from our people, shall we say, have suggest that it is seriously detail orientated. They are getting, you know, they're going really in depth, both individually and collectively, and they're working bloody hard as I they should. I wonder how that alters the remit of Flang as well and uh, Villa mm. in the bigger picture. Like, for example, if Emery leaves in two years for whatever reason, uh, are Villa now down a path of what basically uh, Emery laid down in terms of you know, the bigger picture culture? And very interesting because, of course, we've certainly in my lifetime, we've never had a mid-season break like this for this length yeah. where a manager's been able to actually take pretty much the majority of his squad away yeah. bar a couple of injuries and a couple of guys at the World Cup and actually do some real 
groundwork with them. And from what I gather, they did a they did a full preseason <laughs> with all the testing and fitness work and everything. This whole World Cup was literally set up and, and uh, bought by the Qataris just for the long term of just so Emery could set Villa <laughs> up properly, give him some time to pro- come in, set it up properly. We you know we donated four players. You know we don't true vision. True vision. Thank you very much, Qatar. Despite everything else, but uh, but yeah, it, it couldn't have worked out better for Emery to come in mid-season when there's a lot of uh, spade work to be done in terms of uh, changing a lot. You know, you, you you're basically overturning all the soil. Yeah, because he got those two massive results as we discussed in the previous show. He's probably instilled a bit of confidence in these players quickly, and yeah. he's got cachet with the players that he's come in and got results instantly. So the players go, "Oh wow, this guy means business." We're, yeah. we're back in the game now. And as you know, we talked about Gerard left clearly deservedly so, but you look at where we are now, we're actually back within touching distance of where we want to be, which I think is kind of where Purcellow had said at the turn of the year, we kind of need to be within touching distance of the big boys, which we kind of are near enough. Yeah. Speaking of Emery, David, what's on Emery's clipboard this week? Ah, Phil, I'm glad you asked. Right, it's time for Emery's clipboard. I don't think Dan Rogers has been involved in Emery's clipboard. Uh, he usually wins these things out of the no, blue. No, I have, I have, I have. Have he you? Has. I think he's had one. Oh, yeah. he's had one. He's So pretty much if you're a new listener or uh, if you're an old listener who hasn't listened uh, in the last few uh, shows, Emery's clipboard is, is basically a, a rebrand of the Hogan Touch Count, but with more educational purpose where we look at the wonderful word of stats and analytics and use it in a similar three round fandango where the contestants mr chris bird mr dan rogers and mr phil shaw have to guess the correct metric uh we'll keep it simple shall we uh this episode we'll do another one in part three this one we'll talk about tackles one now villa are always seen as a bit of a soft team but uh, this is tackles one for the season so far. And uh, I'll give you the top of the table is Leeds United, the tenacious Leeds United with 185 tackles won so far this season. Bottom of the table, because they don't need to tackle. You've guessed it, Manchester City, 102. So obviously the clues there are the number will be between 185 and 102. So how many tackles won are Villa currently on? this season who's going first i'm gonna go 154 oh so chris bud's going first <laughs> so self-appointed sorry chris uh 154 David, yes can i have 155 please you always do this he's <laughs> <laughs> a prick isn't he <laughs> at least he's consistent <laughs> uh mr phil shaw i will go 137 hmm. right so uh second round you get a clue, and the clue okay. is you get to pick a team that's not Aston Villa, and I will tell you mm. how many tackles won they've had so far this season. Can you give me Brentford, please? He, he always goes for Brentford. He, Chris Bird just thinks that Villa Closet. are a mirror image of Brentford. Those days are over, Chris. We, we're not that's buying mid table. Four <laughs> 0 at Villa Park. We're not. Yeah, four 0 We're not. We're not getting in Dean Smith anymore. Touching more. yourself over Thomas Frank. We're not. We're not getting in uh, Conza or Watkins. Those days are over. Just love analytics, David, you know that. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. Brentford, 132. Mm. Okay. So how's I'm that going to alter your second guess? I'm going to go 141. 
141. Mr. Dan Rogers, pick a team, any team. <laughs> I'd like to know the statistics for Southampton, please, David. Southampton, 164. Mm. Ooh. I will go 142. 100. And <laughs> <laughs> like a shadow <laughs> you may have recognized the tactical nous of the rogers <laughs> mr phil shaw <laughs> uh give me spurs he's going spursy why why have you gone for spurs that's an interesting 127 oh that's cool tires i'm working hard as well oh that's a curveball how do you like that sure huh <laughs> i was thinking Back spurs in. spurs will be higher stick that I'll in your fucking stick that in your new formula. stadium <laughs> I've got 160. Hang on, he's gone from 137 to 160. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's he's got no idea, (laughs) is he? (laughs) Right, third clue. He's probably won. Hopefully, listeners, you're playing along and you've made two guesses already. Third clue is Villa are eighth in the Premier League for tackles one. So with that in mind, Chris Budd, your third and final guess. 160. 160. That's Phil's guess. Back 161. off, bud. Back off, bud. And by uh, the way, if you get it... He- I'm going all Rogers on him. Bang on, then you've won straight away. So uh, waste of time going for 160 again. And you can't. Anyway, it's illegal. <laughs> 162. Oh, he's gone up again. He's going for all of the 16s. 162. Mm. Right, Mr. Dan Rogers. <laughs> I'll put it down. Quite 163. simple. 163, I believe. Yes. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> me. Uh, thank you. <laughs> He's a horrible man, isn't he? <laughs> thank you. Though. He's just so unchristmas spirited. Yeah, where's your Mister Scrooge? Right then, right. Phil Shaw. The yock is yours. Nobody's nailed. Nobody's nailed it yet. Mm. One five four. Oh, he's gone lower. You can't. Chris Bud's already had that. Uh-huh. He's trying to steal each other's efforts. Is no one else keeping notes apart from me and David? I, I am what's what's notes. wrong with you? I have a little note. One five seven. <sighs> Foolish, foolish. Looking at these figures, I thought Phil was going to land it on the last shot, but uh, I've got no idea what his strategy was, to tell you the truth. <laughs> the answer was 149. Uh, level with what Chelsea. What does that mean, David? Who level, <laughs> level with Chelsea. As always, Dan, that means we're all losers. The Chris Bird wins. 154. Hurrah! Unf- Again. Unfortunately, Rogers See? was always going the wrong side. <laughs> so congratulations to Mr. Bud. What a way to finish the year. Christmas spirit was well with you, Mr. Scrooge, with his little shadow tactics. Uh, you win a visit from in the night from the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Michael Beale. Right, let's round off uh, part two with reasons to be cheerful uh, based on 2022. I think further progression of Ramsey. He's becoming a really big player for us. Yeah, and yeah. He, he's continued, hasn't he? Because he, he's great to watch now. We were always wondering, what's his purpose? What's his role in this team? And now Potentially, we like a year ago, a year and a half ago. We, everybody started off, he gives the midfield legs. And you know, it's something that you say to young about young <laughs> players. It's a real generalization. But then we started, after a few, get, you know, a few weeks, it's like, well, what's his uh, unique selling point? What's he bring to the, the game? Brings everything. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can run at players. He can finish. He's getting better. He's getting better in the tackle. And he he's basically taken McGinn's position. If you were going to play him on that left hand side, and he's more yeah. controlled, and he gives uh, you a more solid of that. If you're playing three behind the front guy, I mean, Emery also plays that kind of 
off the ball, it's more of a four four two. But it's better than having just an out and out left winger, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And his ball carrying is just class. Yeah, it's it's the way top he drives. It gives, yeah, it gives you an aggression in possession. It's kind of that it's exuberance of youth, and there's no fear factor to it. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens under Emery because Emery's I think identified him very quickly, and and I think whoever came out of the Gerard situation i mean villa it, you know it was good for our pr in terms of uh, gravitas to buy to be identified with gerard but in terms of individual player you'd think that ramsey having uh, gerard there at this time it was probably great timing for him yeah probably probably one of the few who would have been positively influenced by him yeah yeah if only just for sheer inspiration i actually think Ramsey would have developed anyway under whoever was the manager, just from playing games. But it might, you know, I think it's probably given him uh, extra affirmation and uh, mm-hmm. psychologically, I think it's a, it's a big, big uh, plus. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Other reasons to be cheerful, I think what we've just been talking about, Emery, it's almost like Qatar was planned for Emery, the, the Qatar World Cup, and so few players went. I mean, Cash, it was a good experience for him, playing against Messi, the likes of Messi and Mbappe. So if you're talking about affirmation and experience, he surely must recognise himself as a potentially a top Premier League uh, right-back if he can sort his crossing out. Hmm. I think he'll take confidence from just being around, you know, a World Cup and, you know, the the kind of the, the progression you'll get from coming up against top players and and I think you know that validation of making the move to uh, represent yeah. Poland as well Dendonka I mean he's just had a bad ex- I mean he, at least he played I mean that mm. was in, from a Villa point of view that I think that's good just to uh, keeping him active but Martinez is it's you know he's obviously going great guns but will the spotlight of the World Cup how will that affect him in the Villa context come next summer and uh, Villa that's gonna as I said in the last podcast it's a subplot that means that Villa will have to do something in the second half of the season to convince him that there is a future at Villa in terms of achievement I also wonder just very short term with Martin as if of course the highs the sort of the mental fatigue and the pressure that comes with you know being in and around a you know the camp of a World Cup, the matches, the expectation of his country, etc. If if he'll either come back to Villa mentally fatigued and he'll need that little bit of a break because he's basically going to come straight from a World Cup final, yeah, week off or so, straight into Liverpool and Tottenham. Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea of rest giving him a time off and having Olsen no, in goal for those two games. Not at all. <laughs> no, you've changed your tune about Olsen, haven't you? <laughs> 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 and I suppose aside from anything else probably giving Michael Beale a bit of career progression and Critchley as well we've managed to give some guys a uh, the foot up that Gerard thought he was going to get everyone else has got them instead what is it that just because you've been a coach at Villa suddenly means you can manage QPR it's yeah <laughs> it's, it's, not, watch it's, it's not watch Villa yeah it's a strange strange equation that everybody's kind of come to right uh, on that note it's time to uh Go back to the kitchen, get uh, get some more turkey on the go, and some uh, mince pies, etc. Maybe Dan will cut the Christmas cake. We will uh, be back though shortly for part three of this unapologetic and dysfunctional Christmas special. In part three, what's what's happening in part three? Things we'd like to leave behind. We'll probably yeah. be asleep uh, by the time we get <laughs> to <laughs> player of the year. <laughs> well, yes, good, we, bad, and ugly. You will find out the top two players of the year, the good, bad, and ugly, and we'll look forward uh, a little bit. And we'll have our uh, New Year's wishes. Exactly, we'll look forward more to uh, 2023 as well as engaging in a bit more of uh, Emery's 
Clipboard, which is a game that everybody will be playing now around the Christmas tree this year. Also available at the My Men Said shop. Like It's like a Monopoly version of it, <laughs> if China sends it in time. <laughs> <laughs> this may or may not be true. Please do uh, follow the podcast or whatever podcast app that you listen to. Uh, also follow us on social media. And uh, if Elon Musk is scaring you off Twitter, do join us uh, in the Mad Few uh, Facebook group, which is dedicated to listeners of the show. And you can find a link for that uh, on the program notes. And also I'll put it up on uh, social media around Christmas. Right. Until part two, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Season's greetings. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.